Hey, it's the Home Medic. You're listening to the series on addicts. Welcome back to the Home Medic, where we, as always, help you keep your money in your wallet, your family out of the hospital, and teach you the $10 fixes before the $10,000 hammer hits you. We have Heidi Hansen. I just love joining your show because I learn every time we're together. I should probably back up and say, you know, what is ventilation? Right. And there's plumbing vents, there's furnace vents, there's all kinds of vents that are happening in a roof. And this particular subject, what I'm talking about is the attic vent itself. What happens wherever you live, if the, hap- if the sun happens to shine on the area that you live in? That's most of us, right? <laughs> most of us, unless you've got lots of 100-year-old trees covering your roof. Yeah, so the, <laughs> if, if we've got the sun shining on your roof, it's causing heat. The roof heats up, and then that causes heat inside the attic. The attic heats up, and if we don't have good ventilation, then you're going to have a superheated attic, some of that heat's going to go down into the living space, make you less comfortable, bring your costs up, mm-hmm. etc. And it is going to bake your shingles in the summertime, causing them to age more rapidly. Oh, okay. So maybe you got a 30-year shingle that might last for 12 to 15 years. And those are not cheap to replace, so we, wouldn't, we don't want to have that happen. Yeah, nobody likes to re-roof their place. And the other side of the coin is that in the winter, you can get ice damming. Ah. And the reason for that is, again, warm air rises inside your attic. You've got warm air beneath the top, and that, uh, that air can't escape. So it melts the snow on the top of your roof, and then that snow runs down uh, in liquid form. And before it gets off of the roof, you've got cooler conditions beneath. Now it's going to refreeze, and you've got an ice dam. Oh, and I think you showed a picture of that once, but that, that's a, something I had never heard of before. Tell them a little bit about that. Yeah, Thanks. so the, the ice dam is going to be something where maybe there is a barrier, maybe you've got water running towards a barricade of some sort, maybe it's a wall, maybe you've just got a large triangular area that's all draining to one small spot. In any case, if water is allowed to refreeze, then you've got an ice dam. Okay. And one of the primary causes of ice damming is a poorly vented attic. And that can cause some problems of its own. The ice damming can cause further problems, correct? Yeah. So what happens is you get this lens of ice that is just sitting there on your roof. It's going to actually pry up shingles, trash those shingles, and then it's going to get water into the living space beneath wherever the ice dam is whenever that ice dam starts to melt. So we want to avoid that for sure. Plenty of reasons why you want to pay attention to your attic ventilation. You know, it's it's one of those things that you ignore to your own peril. (laughs) Types of attic vents that uh, we can see up there, and I'm good with all of these. I'm not going to tell you that one's better than another, but there's the turtle vents, and those are the most common. Basically, what those are is a hole in the roof covered by... A box cover, kind of like a shoe box. Yeah, now if you're happening to, to get your roof redone, I know when I got mine redone, uh, they said, well, let's put in about three turtle vents. And then someone else said to me, no, no, go for six or seven. Uh-huh. So it, it depends on the size of your roof, but depending on you know square footage-wise, how, ma- how many of those do you recommend, Garth? Three is a, is a minimum for most homes. If you can go six or seven on pretty much any home, you're my hero. Okay. 
And those are common because they, they don't have any moving parts, they're cheap to buy, they're, they're fairly easy to install. Obviously, you got to put more holes in the roof to get yeah, those things in. Yeah. <laughs> but there's not much that can go wrong with those. Um, I did actually see a dead mouse underneath one of them. <laughs> that, that mouse was trying to jump into the attic vent and go down into the roof that way. Oh, okay. And apparently, this one failed. But That's right. <laughs> so you've got the turtle vents. You've got, you've got an attic fan. Uh, attic fans are awesome, too, when they're, when they're working. You, you now, those, are those temperature activated? Do they kick on at a certain temperature? Yeah, a well-designed attic fan is actually going to kick on uh, when, the roof, when the attic gets to a certain temperature. Right, so you're not, having, you're not having to pay for it running constantly. It just works when it needs to. Yeah, and I have seen people set those up so that a homeowner can just flip a switch, but the homeowner is going to forget. Yeah, that would be kind of high maintenance to have to worry about that. Yeah, you don't really know when your attic is, is 1,000 degrees. Right. And so you really want to have that be on some sort of an automatic switch. Okay. If you've got an attic fan, that's awesome. That's probably, you know, about as good as you can do. Can those be installed in homes that are existing? Oh, absolutely. Okay. You get somebody up there, he cuts a hole in the roof. He's got to run some wiring, of course, and then you got to got to put that thermostat in there, but those those are an excellent way to go. Then you have the turbine vent, the ones that kind of spin in the wind. I think we've all seen them. Oh, yeah. When there is a breeze in the summer, right? those things actually <laughs> spin, and the spinning pumps air out of the attic. Oh, that's great. If you live in an area that doesn't have any wind, though, yeah. do those work very well? Then you're kind of hosed. <laughs> then you basically have a, uh, a, a turtle vent. You have a pinwheel decoration on your <laughs> roof. <laughs> that's right. Then you've got the gable vents. Let's say that you've got a home that was built maybe in the 60s, uh, maybe even more recently than that. But uh, you'll have on the side of your home, usually up near the crest of the roof, you will have what's called a gable vent. And that is where you have a hole of whatever size they allowed to you've got the space there so that With uh, the slat so that yeah the slat sometimes is a, it's a stop sign shape and sometimes those those slats get broken out i know i had the I neighbors that i mentioned before about the the birds getting in there and taking over so yeah you got to watch those don't you yeah you have one of those experiences i've got one of my own i did you a, do I'm i did a home where they had birds getting in through the gable vent and they, we must have had 200 birds up there. Wow. And the urine from those birds was enough to keep the wall wet enough to support a termite colony. That's horrible. So as a homeowner, we need to take a look at those gable vents. Most homes have some gable vents, regardless of whether they have other sorts of vents. Yeah, and the gables are common. You don't want to take it for granted that those will be enough, though. I, that's At least that's my experience. There is the... the what are, what are those ones that call, or, or is it the gable vent that you're talking about that sucks the air out the end of those gables? Is that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, sometimes I will see people actually put an attic fan on there the gable end. There we go. End. That's what I was trying to come up with. And those are a good solution, too. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as we're getting that air circulated at a healthy volume of air out of the attic, I'm okay if we do a, an attic fan through the gable. Mm, okay. So I kind of want to hear your story about 
<laughs> about the birds from from the gable vent? Oh, this was this was some neighbors, and they started feeling like these birds were cute. And oh dear, I noticed. Okay, this went on for several years where they were letting the birds live in their in their attic, and it got to be a huge problem eventually. I think they finally decided. I'm not sure what they did as a remedy, but I noticed now they've got new gable vents on their gable slats. Mm-hmm. So they must have. They're not doing it anymore, but they were allowing the birds to winter there, basically, and we had a, a huge amount of birds in our neighborhood. Oh, wow. That's that's painful because you're going to get the bird feces. You're going to get the death in there. Well, that's it. You know, the critters are really cute, but it can cause so many problems. Yeah, you I think about I, it first. And you've, I got to tease, I guess, uh, another one of the segments I'm doing in this category of attics and attic insulation we're doing another one on critters in the attic. And I have some stories that I'm going to tell wicked, there. a wicked story. <laughs> <laughs> so soffit vents and gable vents. Now soffit vents are the ones that are underneath your eaves. And those have a totally different purpose. Imagine the attic to be like a straw. In order to have air leave from one end, you've got to ha- have air going in. From the other end. Okay. And uh, if you only have one end of a straw, you're not going to get much air circulation. So the soffit vents are the air input, and then all the rest of these sorts of vents are going to be the air output for your house. And you definitely need both. Those soffit vents must not be covered. I was going to say should not, yeah, but they must not be covered. Yeah, I didn't even know there was covered. such a thing. So if you don't know where they are, how do you find them so you can make sure they're not covered? So you can actually go outside your, your home and look underneath the eaves and uh, see if those eaves are perforated. Okay. If they are, then air can get up through there, but only if those soffit vents are not covered by insulation. So that's what those little holes are for. Yes. Okay. I know (laughs) what you're talking about now. It suddenly hit me. Okay. Yeah. Now, a good insulator is going to actually, when he blows in an insulation, he's going to actually block off those soffit vents with uh, usually something like cardboard so that those can continue to breathe and the rest of the house gets blown in with, with insulation. Wow. You can also verify that those soffit vents are there and working because you can, you can go up into the attic and you can actually see the daylight from the soffit vents. If you don't see the daylight there, those soffit vents are covered. Ah. If they are covered, what then? What do you do? Yeah, then at that point, you've either got to rake the insulation from the, the inside of the attic or if you can get to it from the underside of the soffit, you can actually use a blower of whatever sort, like a, even a leaf blower. Blow and, some of it back out uh, of there? Yeah, and blow that through the soffit and get that insulation back in away from, from the top side of the soffit vent. So I'm trying to visualize this. You're saying a good insulator will actually blow some in there, but you don't want so much in there that it blocks the light? Yeah, he is going to block off the soffit vents. Uh, most homes don't actually have full soffit vents all the way across. They're just going to have the perforations at intervals okay and so at those intervals is where you're going to need to have it blocked off so that he's not covering those those vents with insulation okay more information on my website of course of course okay that'll wrap it up for this particular segment you are now master of your mansion even if your mansion is just a tp in the uh, forest If you need more information, you can always go to my website, homemedicusa.com. That's home, 
medicusa.com. If you need a pro, if you need somebody who I would recommend and be proud to recommend to you, please give me a try. If you need just anybody, try Google. And finally, be you, everybody else, gather yeah, take care.